0: podcasting from New York. They say, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. This is Pushing Boundaries, where discussion and thoughts about simple and complex social interactions happen. My name is Sharif Rucker, an urban educator. Please join me as your host in having interesting conversations. To give or not to give. Can a single or married woman give a gift to a married man or vice versa? Here's my personal story. My child's teacher bragged that she could make an outstanding ethnic drink. I shared that I had tasted many, but never heard anyone brag boldly that they had had the best. For me, for someone to brag about their food is serious confidence and vulnerability. I tested the claim by saying, let me taste it. The teacher said, sure, I'll make some for you. Two weeks passed and no drink. Now I couldn't let this claim go without surrender. So I asked, were you ever, were you able, were you ever able to make that drink? Surprisingly, she said, I did, but I couldn't give it to you. I said, why? She said, because I don't want to offend your wife. For me, this drew questions. And I said, I guess so. Here are some questions to consider. What are the boundaries of a relationship? Who determines what is appropriate? How do you determine intentions? How can we address insecurities? How much control do we have? We ask what is appropriate when we give gifts. Can we give gifts that are monetary can we give gifts that are clothing? Can we give jewelry as gift? Can we give someone food? Can we give someone drinks? Can we offer vacations? Under the question that we started this podcast with. The other thing that people want to consider is what do you hope to gain in this trans in this transaction of gift giving? What is your purpose and what is your intent? How do we create boundaries for the way we give gifts? Is it acceptable between opposite genders? Those that are married receiving gifts from those that are single that it has to be done in public? Is it an unacceptable for it to be done in private? Does it have to be transparent where other people witness the transaction? Is it inclusive that you do you have to include your significant other in receiving that transaction? What's considered a secret? And what is the unspoken tension in relationships when receiving gifts, both between the married couple and the one is single giving it to a married couple? Now, in this, we have to consider lots of insecurities, right? We need to know one, where your partner is with this, because in our insecurities, sometimes our partners, or sometimes we, in our insecurities need to know exactly where our partner, our partner is, right? We're constantly checking up on them through their phone, email, or calling their work repeatedly. We're accusing our partners of things like not really loving them or finding others more interesting than them. Often feeling desperate to talk to them, see them or hold on to them. It's insecurity ruining our relationships. This is an article by Dr. Kurt Smith, clinical director at Guy Stuff Counseling and Coaching. Uh, An article in the Huffington Post, 12-19-2017. These are some of the the points that they raise in that article. With knowing those insecurities, this also makes it difficult in terms of can we receive gifts. In particular, it's more fluid, it seems, that when uh, married women receive gifts from men in a relationship. It's a little more fluid and, and more acceptable. Not so much when, um, males receive it, males who are married, receive it from the opposite sex. Raises a lot of questions. You know, when I, when I think of this topic, I think of Beyonce's reaction to the woman when she was sitting on the side of the basket. Uh, she was sitting on the sidelines at a basketball game and, um, she's sitting with Jay-Z to her right and she's sitting, uh, next to, uh, Curran to her left, and Curran uh, happens to be the, uh, the, I think the girlfriend, or uh, uh, spouse to the owners of the gold, the owner of the owner of the, uh, Golden State Warriors. And so they're sitting on the sidelines of this game and, um, Beyonce, uh, the current asks, you know, Hey, you guys want anything to drink? Beyonce asked for water and Jay-Z asked for a vodka soda. So Curran says, uh, because it was loud in the arena, she leaned over to ask Jay-Z if he wanted lime in his drink. This is according to Shelbone. Senior uh, senior writer at ESPN. Um, this article was carried June 7, 2019. By Amy Guna. Interestingly enough. What we see is the photograph. Of Beyonce's. Incredulous look. At Curran. For in some ways. Crossing the boundaries of how she needed to communicate with Jay-Z. While she was there. Lots of unspoken language here. Now, when I did this research, I can't find anything on the internet, on any book, in terms of what are the what's the acceptable etiquette for how married couples receive gifts from single people that's dedicated to the individual in that couple's relationship. So in other words, if I get a gift and I'm married and, and it's coming from a woman and the woman is giving it to me. What's the, what's the rules in that arrangement? What's the rules in that uh, rules and engagement for that transaction? I can't find the rules, but there are lots of unspoken rules that we should know, but we don't know because it's not written, but not knowing those rules can cause some disruption and disturbances in your household. So I thought this was an interesting topic to talk about. Should married men be able to receive gifts? Um, I do truly feel that married men should be able to receive gifts. Um, I think aside from being in the relationship and then turning into a marriage, the friends that you come into the relationship with, um, both on the potential husband and the potential wife side, should continue to be your friends and regardless of what, regardless of the space that you end up creating as a marriage and a union, I think that you should be able to receive gifts from those friends. Now, anyone coming into the space um, that wasn't into the space before, um, that can be completely problematic. But if you're someone that was there from the very beginning, um, to me, I feel you shouldn't cast aside your friends despite anything and you should be able to receive gifts. I believe that it's only appropriate to give a gift, married to single, single to married, um, male to female, female to male, if you're, well, I don't know. If you're married, it's appropriate if your spouse is aware that you're giving the gift. I think it's all about transparency. I feel like if you're giving the gift in secret, or even if there's no intent, um, it should be something that you share with your partner so that they are fully aware of what's happening. In relationships, it's difficult to determine where this is acceptable and how this is acceptable in this transaction because we know that in a changing environment in terms of how we define relationships very different today right so i'm just going to speak to just two relationships monogamous relationships and polyamorous relationships so monogamous relationships pretty clear man and a woman there are some gender norms here there are some socially uh, accepted expectations Pretty straightforward. This stuff is uh, often preached through movies, uh, TV shows, on the radio. We pretty much get a, a great idea of, of some some norms that we should we should practice, and you know how we deal with the you know opposite gender in terms of the transactions of giving gifts in a polyamorous relationship, where now we have partners who have multiple partners that transaction looks very different and what's acceptable is very different. And in this current day, we're living in a situation where we can't, we can't, um, we can't make blanket statements of how we should um, interact in a relationship, how we should uh, have transactions, and we can't justify what is what's a re, what the relationship is. Are uh, we not justify But I say we can't um, claim to know what the relationship is of our neighbor next door. There are so many nuances in relationships today in terms of how people are operating together and the fluency of practices today, right? That are just different, right? They're not traditional anymore, and so this changes the game in terms of what's the way that we we interact how do we interact with the opposite sex married versus single in a transaction living together trying to have some fluid interactions in terms of uh what we do and how we celebrate one another so the other thing here is when we when we talk about um marriage there's definitely an understanding for that there is a there's supposed to be a co-dependency that, you know, you no longer operate as one. You're operating as uh, two people operating now as one unit. Uh, They're moving strategically together to accumulate um, family, uh, uh, social, emotional, economic wealth together. Understood. But we also know that that, um, in a healthy relationship, there is a need for a certain amount of independence to occur between uh, married couples in order to somewhat mainna- maintain their identity and um, continue to bring uh, interest in a relationship. Because there's, there's a makeup, there's, a, there's this lifelong learning between two people as they evolve in their own space together to bring more to the table. So, of course, there's uh, shared decision-making. Um, there are unspoken norms for marriage. But we, we can't forget there are personal needs here for individuals in the marriage. And um, we know that humans need to be celebrated, need to be appreciated, uh, and need to be acknowledged. Yes, that takes place inside the, the household between couples but also there's a need for it to happen in the greater society, in the world of work, in the world of extended family and friends. And so there has to be some consideration for that when we say what's acceptable for gift giving. Because only the only, there's a norm inside of our household, but there, it's not normal outside of our households. Things are constantly changing and evolving and unpredictable. And so there needs to be some some fluency and needs to be some tolerance for, uh, things we receive on the outside, generally speaking. So what are the expectations? We know there, there are expectations for men and women in this uh, country. If you go to the pew, social they list the top they top, They list the top traits uh, for men and women. And interestingly enough, I found this a little surprising to find that um, the, the top traits for men deal with morality and honesty. The top traits for women deal with being physically attractive and being an involved parent that is so far from what I would have guessed. But those are the expectations from a solid group of people in this study. And what they do is they, they uh, capture, they've, they've categorized the study based on um, generations So from the baby boomers to the generation X to the millennials, uh, the Y generation, it's it's amazing to see the perspective. And it seems like as we move uh, through those trends of our survey responses, millennials seem to be moving more in a traditional trajectory. Millennials appear to want some of the traditional structures to be solidly in place the role of men, the role of women, the role of households, uh, parenting, all very traditional in terms of what they want. Now, that's very interesting, because we seem like today we're moving in a different trajectory where things are very open. And you can't really define how we should live and what we should live like, because that's even changing in the academic, uh, structures that are, that we participate in, in terms of when we say diversity and cultural inclusion, it looks very different. We still have an answer to give or not to give. We just have a lot of information now of how complicated this issue is and yet there's still no receipt or no research that speaks to a proper etiquette for gifts to be given to a married man or married woman by a single man or a single woman what is socially acceptable it seems that it's not that simple to solve So let's speak to some cultural norms for gift-giving etiquette. This comes from an interesting site I I looked up online called allgiftsconsidered.com and they write a list of 15 rules. I agree with some. You may agree with some and disagree with others. Um, And I'm just going to just run down the rules. So rules. Don't make it about you when you give a gift. You're always thinking about the person you're giving the gift to. Listen, pay attention and study. You need to know the person you're giving a gift to when you give a gift. So you need to listen to their interest, pay attention to their interest and study them to, to determine that that is their interest and then buy a gift that addresses that number three consider consumable gifts bottle of wine chocolate restaurant visit number four avoid self-improvement gifts do not I say do not Give your wife a gift to the gym. Do not. Do not give your husband a chainsaw. Do not. When someone says number five, don't buy them a gift, respect that. Because there's two two things here. One, they can't afford to get you a gift, and so you're making it difficult for them to receive the gift because they feel like they have to give something in return, but they don't have it. And so you have to you have to respect that wish. You can always add something to the table like service. You can say, "Let me help you organize your event. Let me help you move some tables. Let me help you pour the juice. Let me help you service." The people that are coming to your party. And that's the gift that you can give. Don't give gifts early. I know like for me, you know, I don't like, you know, waiting to the last day. I like, you know, let me just get these gifts away. Let me check the list. But uh, doing that um, makes people feel a little um, unappreciated. And... um they feel somewhat rushed and and like and they feel like it is it is a compliance issue, that you don't really mean it, that it's not thoughtful, and so you don't want to do that. You want to make sure you wait to the day to give the gift. Number seven, better late than never. This is good because if you can't give the gift that day, you can always give it after. You can always give it after. Number eight. Don't expect anything in return. And in not expecting anything in return, don't compare what you receive. You know, it's funny because when you give uh, gifts at work events, you know, uh, the first thing people do is say, where did they get this from? They got this from Marshall. This is like, you know, a shampoo and a soap set that I've seen in Marshall. And and, and I'm going to take this, I'm going to give it to somebody. And so you, you're you you're working in a wrong purpose when you start to move in that way. People are very unique in, their abilities to buy gifts, um, their ideas of good gifts, and, uh, we have to receive it the way they give it and not judge them based on our own, our prenotions. Number nine, actually buy what is suggested. Some people help us out and they say, listen, these are the things that I'm interested in. That is the lane we should stay in. Number ten, don't get too personal. So, here's where we start to address some of our concerns with this question. If I'm a married man and I'm giving a gift to a single woman, I shouldn't. I should not buy her perfume. I should not buy her clothing, or anything related to sex or the bedroom. That is the number one no-no. So that's one etiquette we can all take on. So if it's a woman, she shouldn't be buying him underwear. A married woman should not be buying a single man underwear. She should not be buying him cologne or even deodorant. Number 11. Keep within your budget. Be thoughtful. Don't break the bank. Do what you can with the money you have. Ultimately, it's important for you to sustain your existence and the existence of your family. So it's not, you know, you're not looking to go into poverty to buy gifts for others. Number 12, don't apologize for your gifts, but be thoughtful. Give the gift. It's been validated when you give it and let it go. Number 13, don't embarrass by overspending. Try not to show people up. Great. You have a lot of money. You bring a gift to a friend. It's a Louis Vuitton bag. But in return, they can give you flowers. But there's a serious unbalance there. The person who gives the flowers feels it. They feel embarrassed. They feel someone cheated and that it's not a, a fair playing field. So you got to balance out the way we give gifts. Balance it so that the other person that we're giving to can access it at the same level or near that, that level. Fourteen, wrap it. When wrapping a gift, you show affection and appreciation for the person you're giving the gift to. Number 15, write a note. Proper etiquette of gift giving is writing a note because you make it personal. Now I'm guilty of this. I remember buying recently, buying a, a box of Pampers. For a colleague. Didn't wrap it. Gave him the box of pampers. I felt terrible about that. So let's write a note. Let's go back to 14 and let's wrap it. So here are the cultural norms for gift-giving etiquette. Has this addressed some of our concerns? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe not. But here's what I've learned. If you feel comfortable, are you? if you feel uncomfortable because the way, because you sense your spouse may feel some kind of way about you giving a gift to a single female, then give nothing. If you feel like you need to give a gift to a single female or a single male, wives, mothers, single male, then include your spouse in that gift giving. So you collectively give it, you might buy the gift and then so it's, it's like, you might buy the gift, but then your wife writes the note to the single woman that we appreciate your service to our family. And that's how that person secures that gift. What's the intent of your gift gift giving? Your gift should never be intimate. And when you give gifts for men, especially men, you have to be tactical in the way you give your gift. So your gift may be placed with others in a public way. So that the person has a collection of gifts. Your gift may be carried with other colleagues to that person as a collection of gifts, right? So it just takes away uh, the directness of the gift given. It makes it a little more indirect, but it creates a little more safety in terms of your intent in that um, interaction. The frequency of giving. It's okay to give a gift once in a while, but if you find yourself giving a gift once a month, Then you're creating a sense of, you're creating an intimacy, a level of intimacy that maybe, that is considered inappropriate uh, between uh, couples. You have to communicate with your your partner about how they feel about when you give gifts and how you give gifts and what kind of gifts you give. Because that's also going to help you define... Further define the kind of gifts you should buy for the opposite sex and someone who is single that is socially acceptable in your household. What is the social contract that you guys live by in your household or in your arrangement or in your relationship that's okay for you to extend yourself in gift giving to someone who is single? You have to take into account your spousal discomfort and make the adjustments according to that. Now, this is a difficult thing because a lot of times we don't have these conversations with our spouses about what's socially acceptable in terms of gift giving, because we appreciate people that are people that I work with us on our teams at work, that it's not about their households, but it's about the relationship that I have with this person and making my work possible and successful. There are people that we've mentored in our lives there are friends that we've had since college. There are friends that we've had since high school. How do we make this comfortable for our internal workings, our internal household, that we can continue to have those relationships and can continue to show up appreciation for the people that we sh- we have a connection with? These are conversations that are often not happening. We have to have those conversations. We have to struggle through them. We have to come to some definition and and some sort of conclusion that it's going to be evolving over time in our lives, depending on our comfort and our insecurities, what's allowable and what's not. We have to take into account there's an unspoken culture, which you may determine in your household as normal may vary depending on other cultures. Right, and so we can't make assumptions based on what's happening in our household, but we also have to consider that possibly the way we give a gift could be offensive in other households. Right, so we, we want to talk about like you know giving gifts to uh, Asian families, right, and how that re- how's that how how that was received, right, and and a, a couple giving a a gift or. A male or a female in a, in a relationship giving a gift to a single person from an Asian family. How is that received? Gets complicated. That gets complicated. Right? And so we got to consider that, that there's an unspoken culture for our inner, inner homes, our, our homes, and then outside of our homes, in the communities that we live in. So it gets even more complex as we begin to extend ourselves across our racial lines. But overall in this area there's generally not enough information to support the complexities of this question, to give or not to give. But the question I ask again is can a single slash married woman give a gift to a married man or vice versa? Am I able to receive that drink if the intent is not malicious or sexual nature from this woman who is older, married, mature, and a teacher of my child. Or if she was mature, single, teacher of my child, is it socially acceptable for me to receive that gift? Thanks for listening to Pushing Boundaries. If you like my show and want to know more, please reach out at pushingboundaries.transistor.fm or email me at pushenboundaries at gmail.com.